Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at Podcast. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. We are planning on doing big things with our humble little projects such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay for rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. Again, that is https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. Today's episode is going to be a special episode for two reasons. One, it's going to be our 50th episode. How time freaking flies. And um, also, we have a um, we have a guest. Um, we have a guest interview um, that I, I did a couple days ago, which uh, an interview which I, I know all of you are really, really going to like. Um, I spoke to YouTuber and um, cannabis uh, cannabis YouTuber and cannabis uh, reviewer um, Tony um, Tony Kerrigan or Anthony Kerrigan, and um, he I, I love his his YouTube videos. Like he does very very good um, strain reviews, and um, he also talks about um, how the Florida medical marijuana program works and. Um, he talks about that on his on on his channel and he's very very he's very helpful and very specific and I find his videos very engaging and I was I was able to get him to appear on our our, our podcast um and you're really going to like this interview we 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 talked we talked a lot of good stuff about um how Florida how Florida's program works um you know the his his thoughts on the smoke ban and his his thoughts of, of on, on whether or not marijuana will become recreationally legal anytime soon and whether or not there's over 60 percent support to make it legal so you're gonna like you're gonna like this one um without further ado here's our interview all right um i think we should be good to start um so I, 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 so I saw, I actually saw, like, your YouTube, uh, videos, like, a couple, like, a while ago, and, um, I, I really like, like, the stuff that you do, um, you, you make, um, you make, uh, cannabis and sort of, like, MMJ pretty approachable to, to people in Florida and to me as an outsider, so I really, I like your strain reviews, too, as well. Thank you, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I uh, try to go for like a short and sweet 
You know, I try not to drag out the videos and make them too long. I try not to waste people's time before they're getting into the products and stuff. Um, and then it makes a really good resource if I ever have to go back. You know, I could just watch a two or three minute video and get the gist of what I thought about it. Yeah, um, I like when I like when I podcast. Like I always try to like, like I mean, I try to keep like 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 I do sort of two sort of podcasts. Like I'll do like a news, like on Sunday I do sort of like a newsy sort of one, and then the on Saturday or whatever I I just I I talk medical and I, I get down a sort of business and yeah. I try to I try to keep my podcasts like under 40 minutes or so but sometimes sometimes I can get passionate and go longer but yeah it's easy to um so like so um so what was sort of like your relationship with cannabis prior to using it as a medicine um I, I see that you were like a musician as well too, so I don't know if that that sort of yeah, it had a lot to do with it. Um, I started kind of early. Um, I wasn't until about three or four years ago though that I started using it more regularly. Um, and about two years ago, I got set up for medical marijuana in Florida once I moved back. So um, I mean, I've I've had a really good relationship with it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so you didn't have any, like, 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 so when you started pursuing it medically, um, you didn't really have any, like, naysayers or people that were like, oh, it's, it's bad, or... No, not really. Um, most of the people I talked to were pretty supportive of it. Um, I'm pretty progressive as far as it goes with my usage of it, so I look at it like it's, uh, absolute medicine. It's not like I'm using it to get high or get stoned or anything like that. I'm not doing these crazy, you know, 100% THC challenges and stuff like that. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I just, I think I do make it a little more approachable by using it more like it's a medicine. Nice. Um, so were, were there like, um, like, like, so when, so when you became like a patient, um, um, I, I notice in Florida they don't have like they don't like allow you to like smoke the medicine or anything. Yeah. Um, so like with that is, do you find that the prices for medical marijuana are manageable, or do you find that you or people you know go to the black market? Uh, yeah, the prices in the dispensaries are pretty steep. Um, like for flour specifically, there's kind of no reason that they uh, should price it at 55 for uh, an eighth um, but that's what they do a lot of the indicas and a lot of the hybrids and stuff like that um, some of the sativas are a lower price like 35 or 45 but overall it's a lot more expensive than what you could get out in the black market um, so i'm sure that there's plenty of patients that still choose to go that route but Unfortunately, I mean, if you're like me, I mean, I moved here two years ago. I don't know anybody like that. You know, I mean, if I'm not buying it in a dispensary, I'm not buying it, period. So unfortunately, I don't get to save money, you know, by using the black market or, you know, very much like any older patient that goes in, they won't be able to have those kind of connects. So, yeah, that's like I couldn't like I mean, I'm like I'm, I'm a patient here in Massachusetts and I'm. 
we we do happen to have flour and i don't i mean i don't know what i would do if i if the dispensaries didn't have flour because um um the the vape carts um i mean those 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 are effective for me and stuff but they're expensive so like a half gram cart is like on average like 55 60 dollars and like a full gram is a hundred and it like if i had to just do that or tinctures i i would i i know for a fact i go back to the black market because it's it's untenable for me yeah, in fact, two years ago when I joined the program, there actually wasn't any flower options. Um, True Leaf had just gotten rid of their first flower option because the Department of Health uh, told them to pull it from the shelves. And the only things that were available then were vape cartridges and tinctures and all that stuff. Um, they slowly came out with like the distillate, which they called True Clear. Um, and you know a few months later it finally came to flower cups and they were trapped in these ceramic (laughs) uh you know kind of jail cells yeah i saw those (laughs) um yeah that's 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 something man um so um so 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 with with that do you like like when you've like when like the when like the like when like the uh cong the state congress was like oh you know immediately after it passed when they went and then banned smoking like w- like what was sort of your reaction to that like what what were your thoughts on that initially i was kind of disappointed um the whole reason i had really looked at medical cannabis in the first place was for flower i think that's probably what most people are used to when they think of weed or cannabis in general you don't think of shatter and crumble and sauce and vape cartridges and all that kind of stuff. You think of the plant. I mean, that's what everybody thinks of, I think. So uh, being told I'm not able to even have the option to buy it, it really did bum me out. That was kind of why I got on the program in the first place. And if you look at you know things like the vape cartridges, they're missing a lot of what the flower has. You know the higher CBD levels, the full range of the uh, full spectrum effect from the flower. And the vape cartridges are always THC focused, you know, and I'm not looking for a 60% or 80% THC product during the day. It's just not what I'm looking for. So it definitely kind of limits your options when they say we're going to get rid of all flower products and you can't even have options yeah that's yeah i mean i wouldn't right like like i said i i would like like i mean because what i usually do is i when i go to dispensaries i i'll get flour but but i have like a vaporizer so like i i vape my my flour and then the 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 already been vape bud i i recycle that and i i either put that in a pipe and then smoke it or um I'll I'll use the AVB to make uh, firecrackers and yeah just, yeah yeah absolutely I do the same thing absolutely right and that's what I got on the program for was to be able to do that it's just that you kind of have to circumvent the way that they're packaged right now you know yeah um so um so I I also heard that um like I also heard that um like like when i went to like a conference like a couple years ago um 
I, I, I was talking to one doctor there that, that I, I believe he prescri he, he's like a prescribing doctor in Maine or whatever, but he keeps track of like all these, uh, all, all the things going on throughout the country. And, um, he was saying that Florida, like, like the patient counts already gone to like, like I, I heard there's already like 200,000 patients and, yep. um, there's like a lot of old people that use that. Um, are, is that true in your experiences? Absolutely. Um, and speaking on the numbers, uh, when I joined about two years ago, there were only around 30,000 patients um, on the registry with me. And now I think we just reached our 200,000 um, patient milestone just the other month. So it's definitely gotten up there pretty quick. And yeah, a lot of them are older patients. I think that they see the benefit, you know, of the plant and they definitely are at the age where they can, you know, kind of look at it with a different scope and try it again and see how it works for them. Wow, that's that's fascinating. Um like when when I go to when I when I go to dispensaries myself too, like I'm like I find I'm always I'm usually like the youngest person there. There's like a lot of like gray-haired people. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um it just it, it just boggles my mind like I mean if there's like if there if 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 there's a lot of like elderly people or people our parents or grandparents age that that like the plan or are using it for medical usage like like why is it still illegal? Like even even here in Massachusetts where we made it recreationally legal, there's still like a lot of cities and towns that like banned it. So it's like I don't know. It's like it's like you're seeing all these older people going to these dispensaries, but then at the same time, they're still sort of. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I think least. it is interesting. I think that it comes down to a lot of these people have to have personal experience with it and have to see how much it can change their own life um, before they'll really change the stigma that they've been taught and learned. You know. Right. Um, so, so, um, so, um, is there sort of like a push to, to, to like, cause I know that there's like an, that, that your new governor is going to get, is going to allow smoking or whatever, but then that, that could still be months away and stuff from what I've read. Um, is there, is there a push with that to, to allow for home grow or, or, or are you privy to that or? Yeah, if I recall correctly, one of the Senate bills is going to allow home grow and get rid of the vertical integration uh, requirement. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's very much push on that as far as like the new governor goes. Um, I know that a lot of the patients are definitely interested in it. So, I mean, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Right. Right. I mean, I really, I really hope you get it. I mean, it's... Because, I mean, because uh, I don't, I mean, because whether, like, whether a lot of, like, other states admit it on the East Coast, like, we're looking to you guys in Florida because there's just such a, because you guys have a bigger, have probably the biggest population on the Eastern Seaboard, so your market's probably the, probably going to be, like, the California of, like, the East Coast, pretty much. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's definitely a big market, a lot of opportunities. I'm excited to see what happens in the next couple years here. And if home grow is one of those opportunities, then you know I'll definitely hop on board. I'll do some growing videos. I'll do tutorials and anything I can. Really, I mean it's definitely part of my interests. Yeah, I would. I would definitely watch those. Yeah. Uh, um. So, like, with regards to like the dispensaries that are there, like, um, like how, like, roughly how many dispensaries are, like are there? Like, do you find that you're having to drive like, like, like long distances to get to the dispensaries, or are there generally enough like within your area? I would say there definitely could be more. Um, the problem is really just the placement of them. You coded these like. Uh, big city areas like for instance the uh, Tampa Clearwater St. Pete area is right by me you got 15 something dispensaries to choose from if you live in Apopka Florida you got no dispensaries to choose from so it really just depends on if you live in a, a larger you know met metropolitan area um, or you have access to some of those areas around you um, you know, I mean, the small areas seem to be kind of getting forgotten. And the vertical integration, I think, is what kind of gets in the way of a lot of these smaller mom-and-pop shops from opening up because there's such an expensive overhead to start up. So, I don't know. It's like it's, it's almost as if they do the, these, like, politicians sort of do this by design because even here, like, it just feels like... like I don't know. It just feels like the only people that could sort of do this are people that have millions of dollars. And it's, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, one of the licenses in our state just sold for something like $60 million. And uh, 100% agree. I don't think any mom and pop shop is going to be able to swing that kind of money from anywhere, you know. Um, and like another thing that like I sort of noticed when I was like looking up things about Florida do, do you only have like two or three companies because it just it seems like Trulief has like a bazillion dispensaries yeah there's only a handful of um, what we call like MMTCs and their seed to sale yeah um, Trulief is by far the biggest um, followed probably by like Sertera I'd say um, but you know, Cure Leaf and Move and Knox and all these other ones that I'm probably forgetting. Um, they only have, you know, a handful of dispensaries, whereas True Leaf has, I think, upwards of almost 30 at this point. So um, they're definitely trying to play catch up. But I think that the issue really comes down to, like, availability. If you go to the Gainesville True Leaf, you have a completely different opportunity of product than if you go to the Clearwater True Leaf. And it's just frustrating for a lot of those patients. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I know you've sort of, like, gone over this, like, in your videos. But just, like, for, like, the listeners um, listening, like, could you sort of describe, like, in a nutshell, like, how one would go about getting a card in, in, in Florida? Like, like are there, are there doctors or are there... Loca are there particular doctors or locations you recommend going to or just um, I definitely recommend looking it up uh, for yourself wherever you are in the state I always tell people to check weed maps it's such a useful resource to find out where the doctors are they literally show you on the whole map you know how close they are what their hours are location everything like that 
and um, I would do a lot of research before I go in. I've heard a lot of horror stories about people that have gotten screwed out of a you know allowance amount, and now they have to pay for a transfer fee to a new doctor to get an allowance that they can actually use, and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, you know. I don't necessarily like push people in any which direction. I just try to get them to find the best one for themselves. It's not that difficult to get a uh, card in the state. It's really probably as easy as any other state. If you go in with a uh, previous uh, prescription or you know any type of uh, kind of qualification for your condition, uh, they'll pretty much have no questions asked, and they'll just they're kind of just a gatekeeper in the state. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's 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 like that here. Like it's it's two hundred bucks to get a um yeah, it's like a it's roughly two hundred dollars to get a card you pay I think like one hundred and fifty to the doctor and then fifty to be in the registry. And they basically just like like I haven't heard anyone get rejected for getting a card. Yeah, there's a lot of posts of uh nervous patients going in for the first time, but there's almost nothing to worry about. Well, that's it's that's so. I mean, it's it's cool that they they make it so it's not too too hard to get. But um, hopefully they'll open it up so you guys can get flour. Like, I mean, that's like that's a must. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the flour that we have right now is just trapped in these little ceramic cups, and everybody's really sick of having to circumvent the way that they're packaged to be able to use it. Um, so I just hope that we get full flower sales soon. Hope we get scales in the dispensary so we can verify the amount that we're actually buying instead of getting an approximate amount inside of those cups. Um, stuff like that. I think it's just taken far too long. Um, so that sort of leads to like my next question. Um, so, so, so with that, with like all the frustration that like the politicians have been doing in Florida like I've been like I, I like I like I'm like refreshing like my like browser and I'm always checking like like what the prospects of recreational are um is there sort of like with this frustration that with like the no smoke drama or is there like a push for recreational and if there is do you think that there's enough like support like there's 60 percent support um yeah i would say so um medical passed with 72 percent and you know you see that number thrown around a lot and i think it's probably one of the most overwhelmingly supportive uh states so far to legalize that so i would be pretty confident that recreational would probably follow the same suit wow yeah that that'd, that'd be great because then because then, like, a car, then if you if if medicals having to compete with recreational, like like we see in Colorado and all these states, and the price for patients will will come crashing down, it'll just make it a lot easier. And like another bonus is that like, and this kind of goes across the board in all the states that have have sort of legalized. There's there's so many people that you know, although you and me go and get cards like there's so many people like i have friends that are like oh i don't want to like i use a lot of weed but i don't want to get the card because i don't want to be in the list you know and recreational provides cover for people in a lot of ways i feel yeah i totally agree and for the people that can't afford to keep up with the doctor's fees just to be able to you know have a side habit uh it's it's a lot easier to 
kind of go the recreational route. I think it'll also relieve a lot of the stress that uh, the medical program is seeing right now for people that do want to use it recreationally but are getting on the program and, you know, vice versa. So I think that it can really only benefit the state. There's going to be a lot of tax revenue that we're going to get from it. And that'll go back to schools and roads and all kinds of stuff. So I, I can't wait to see what will happen here. Yeah, I'm 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 looking I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'll have to like, I'll have to go on a lot more vacations to Florida when you guys make it recreationally legal. Yeah, I'll be busy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So um. So I I guess like my sort of like I guess my one of my final questions would sort of be um. With regards to, um, like, the milligram amount and all that, um, I still don't, like, I watch your video. I still don't kind of know how it works. Could you sort of explain how mil that milligram allotment thing works? Yeah, so when you go into the doctor, what they'll do is they'll give you basically an allowance of milligrams that you can use. Um, and when you go into the dispensary, you have, say, you know, 10,000 milligrams you can use to dispense inhalation or oral or uh, any other the type of uh, routes. And basically, the registry will deduct however much that product is. Um, you know, a distillate's like 800, so they'll deduct 800, and you'll have 9,200 left, um, and that'll be your allowance. Um, they do that just to kind of keep track of who's buying what, you know, what one patient needs, um, kind of trying to keep up with your doctor and see if you need more, then you have to talk to your doctor to get more and stuff like that. Try to limit who's buying what. Is there sort of like a rhyme and, and, and reason to that? Is there like, um, like, like, are they only doing that because the Florida legislature legislature is forcing them to or is the is, are they actually trying to look out for patients doing that i would say probably more on the latter uh <laughs> just because you know it's hard to say that they're looking out for patients when i, I have definitely heard the horror stories of patients getting only four thousand milligrams uh, that's going to be gone in you know probably two weeks uh, by some patients whereas other patients that'll last them a couple months so it really is left up to your doctor and you in that room to decide, you know, how much you need. Um, it is difficult for some patients to go back and ask that question, can I get more? Um, for me, it was an easy yes. Um, the person was able to look at my account, see that I had gotten pretty close, and was able to, you know, just kind of push me up the limit. Um, so... I don't really think that they're doing it to like protect patients in any way other than just kind of keeping track of what you're buying. I see. Well, I mean, just uh, fascinating stuff. I mean, I, I, I learned a lot, you know, just sort of bouncing this off of you and stuff. And, um, is there like, um, oh, um, I, I also wanted to ask like, what's, what made you want to be like a cannabis YouTuber? Is it, did you did you just like was it just sort of transferring like your skills as like a musician to this or was it just you know I'm a patient I might as well just do this or 
Um, I kind of tried everything, you know, back when I was in school, I was doing news production and film production, and that's where I got this, like, uh, journalistic itch from, and so my first videos on my old channel were just kind of me ranting in front of the camera, um, very long form, and when I started the reviews, it was really just because nobody else in the state showed you what the flower inside of the cups looked like, so I had gotten the cups, you know, obviously did what I had to do to be able to show the flower in them and uh, that was kind of my shtick it was the educational footage so that's what I've been sticking with and it's been working all right so that was uh, that was really it I mean it was just that simple I just wanted to keep up with uh, showing what is inside of the cups and give my opinion on the flower nice um so so working like so like any like any last words you have um like where could people find you oh yeah um youtube.com slash anthony drew um you can find me on apple music or spotify or anything it's also anthony drew um you know instagram twitter all that stuff is anthony x drew uh it's pretty <laughs> pretty easy to find me so i'm out there awesome um Thank you, uh, Anthony. I really, really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to to talk with us. And um, I, I I hope um, I, I I mean I hope you continue making awesome vi videos with your your channel. And um, I, hopefully the listeners will learn a lot about how Florida systems work and hopefully advocate for good systems in their own states. Yeah. That's my hope, and I really appreciate you having me. I really do. Yeah, um, yeah, not a problem. And um, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, buddy. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.